Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You get it. It's time for Beyond Okra with David the Hound Leggett. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another December show of Beyond Ultra with me, David the Hound Liggett. It is raining and cold where I am today, but that will not spoil our show. Uh, as always, the show is sponsored by P4P uh, Muscle and Sports. It is the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you are an athlete that is looking for a solid foundation, we're just looking for a clean, drug-free base supplement. Check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com. And if you would like an awesome discount of 15% off, you can use my code HOUND at the checkout, and you can grab some awesome stuff. As always, I don't just promote P4P. I use P4P. Um, in fact, I just got back from the gym about 10 minutes ago, so we're uh, cutting this close today uh, where I used P4P, and I absolutely love it. So, getting into the show. Today I have an awesome guest on. Um, he's a really positive guy. He's a great friend, amazing runner, and uh, he has quite a story to tell you. He is uh, part of the USATF, which is a uh, track and field running organization, and uh, we'll have him talk about all that. His name is George Berg. So people that uh, know me know that I have a uh, negative sort of job where eight hours a day I'm involved with uh, not always negativity, but some of the bad side of life, and uh, I get a lot of negative things said to me and brought my way. So when I'm not at work, I try and surround myself with as many positive influences as I can, uh, that being my sponsors, that being my friends, um, training partners, everybody. So this man is nothing but positive. Every time we race, every time I race, every time he races, uh, if he's not racing at the time I'm racing, he's cheering me on. Uh, if he's racing at the time I'm not, I'm cheering him on. I mean, this is the kind of relationship I like from somebody, and these are the people that I like to surround myself with. So without further ado, I am going to introduce George Berg, and we will start talking to him and find out what makes him tick and talk about all of his accomplishments throughout life here. So uh, good morning, George. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I am wonderful. It's so great to talk to you. So, George, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody that's listening? Uh, y yes. Um, my name is George Berg. I'm 47 and a half years old. Um, I've been running since the eighth grade. Um I went to college on an athletic scholarship for uh, cross country and track. Um, I was on the USA Junior Olympic team in 87 and ran in Hong Kong, Seoul, Korea, and Tokyo, Japan. Wow. So my goal was to get back there in 1988 uh, for the Olympics, but that didn't pan out. 
So let me ask you, doing all, having all those accomplishments and everything, you had the opportunity to not only run one of the most historic marathons in the history of the United States, but be in the competitive field. Now, I'm talking about not Boston, but New York City. Can you tell me about that? How was how that for you? How was that kind of experience for you to actually show up and be one of those guys where they're like, this is one of the guys we need to watch in the field because this guy can, can just kill a marathon, 26.2 miles. This guy can go all out and compete with the best in the world. How, how does that feel? And what, what was that like, George? It, it, it's very hard to explain. Um, you, you get a special tent. Um, everybody else. Uh, there's 40,000 runners in New York City Marathon, and only 150 men are seated and 150 women. And so you get special treatment, uh, full massages, uh, special wow. breakfasts. You don't have to wait in line with 40,000 runners, uh, and you get right to the front. <laughs> Wow. And uh, I, I mean, I got to say, that's 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 fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud to have you as a friend, um, not only because of that aspect, because be honest with you, George, when I when I look at your posts and the things that you do and the way you run and the way you train and the way you just like exude positivity, it, it makes me want to go out and train hard. And I've always neglected my running, per se. Like <clears throat> I'm a guy that, that weight lifts and, uh, you know, runs. But I don't run kind of like to your level, and I'd like to be at your level, obviously. You know, I mean, we all have people that we look up to, and George, you're definitely one of the guys that, that I, I strive to have your speed. And I think that age is just a number at this point. But, uh, you know, I, I, I myself was in the field of New York City Marathon in 2014, and just to be, just to be there. And, yes, I stood in the crowd of 40,000 and froze and shivered and uh, – you know, just to be there is an amazing accomplishment. And then to be there competitively is even more incredible. And I, you know, I just want to say that I commend you for, 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 for being there and competing with those guys. Yeah, probably one of the, my best two, two memories from the 98 New York City Marathon is I was having a little trouble and a little kid gave me a butterscotched candy, like a mile 18. And I just put it on the side of my mouth, and it was just great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, and for those that don't know, and anybody that's that's interested in running the New York Marathon, I think I think you're with me here that uh, the fan base is amazing. And most times the fans don't know who you are. And uh, regardless, if they see somebody struggling, I, I remember someone started walking in front of me, um, and the fans just were just yelling, yelling, "Come on, go, go, go!" And I think that's amazing that, that the interaction with the crowd is, is so incredible. I remember the same thing. And I think that's awesome that, that you interacted with the children like that. And that uh, I'm sure that that little boy probably remembers that day as well, giving, giving this, you know, this, this guy that's running the marathon, you know, candy and, and watching him, you know, pick it up and be upbeat and happy. And uh, I think my recollection was, is, uh, I remember the kids sticking their hands out and just going by high five them and, and, and just to see the smiles on their faces. So I think it's a, wonderful race between uh, between not only the runners, but the spectators as well. I, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I, I remember pulling into Central Park, and I was sponsored 
by Saucony and U.S. Filter Corporation. And a spectator said, hey, U.S. Filter, I just bought your stock. Keep running. And I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. That that's that's awesome. Oh, so George, through all that, you became a member of the US ATF. Do you want to talk about what the US ATF is? Um, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why I'm using the acronym, but I, I wanted to do it that way. That way you could actually speak about it. I didn't want to like steal your thunder per se, but do you want to talk about the US ATF and, and how you rank with them? Um, yeah, the USATF is the uh, United States Track and Field Association. So any of the Olympians are members of the USA Track and Field. Oh, that's fantastic. And then basically that, that gives you that gives you a world ranking and ranks and just basically shows you how you how you compare to other Olympians and, and other athletes. That are, that are part of that organization, correct? Correct. The once you get into masters over thirty-five, they have a, a an age grading system based on your, on your results. So if you're running really fast, they'll compare you against somebody who's twenty-five, and you may have like a a time like like percent of the twenty-five-year-old. So they do a lot of age group age rankings. Oh, awesome, awesome. And you know what, George, with you, I know you said you're 47 years old. I feel that uh, age, is, age is subjectively a number. It's all in how you feel. And uh, I've seen the times you put up, and I think you should be like in the uh, – I, I mean, it's no fair to the people that you compete against. You should be in the brackets with like the 20-year-olds, George. I mean, come on. You're throwing down some numbers that uh, that's like superhuman for 47 years old. I've had a good year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've won ten, nine or ten five Ks overall in master, a ten K overall a master, a half marathon overall a master. Um, but it's fun running against the high school kids. <laughs> Let me guess. They have that mentality of who's this old guy standing on the line with me, and then you just blow their doors off. Correct? Uh, yeah. You'll you'll hear him in the back going, "Oh, he's going. He's out too fast. We'll catch him at mile two. And then you w- wave to him at the turnaround. <laughs> oh, George, I love it. So, for you, for you, I assume just like me. That kind of stuff fuels you to uh, basically just just pull ahead and stay ahead, right? It it does, and then you want to you know offer help or teach them if they come up and say, "How do you do this?" Yeah, and that's and and that's the thing I was touching on. If you heard my intro, what what makes you the person that you are, George, and, and I think that makes me the person I am. Uh, you and I both know we race together. I'm a fan inside inside the races myself. So if I see somebody struggling or if I see somebody, you know, just down, I'm racing. I want somebody to be at their best when I'm racing against them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drive to uh, to push them to compete. And I think that's what makes you fantastic as well is to be able to pull somebody to the side 
And I mean, by all means, you don't have to tell somebody, oh, hey, this is how you correct your form or this is how you enhance your form. But that's what makes you good because you're so good at what you do, you have no problem telling somebody how to correct themselves and make themselves better. So you had that competition. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. Yes. Sometimes myself, if somebody just says, Hey, you got two miles left, grit it, get it, go. It doesn't take a lot to change your mentality to just get going, finish it. Right. Right. And uh, I think a lot of people don't know this story. And this just recently happened in October. And you're going to laugh because you're going to remember it. I barely remember it, George. So do you know where I'm going with this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, um, George and I both ran the Obstacle Course Racing World Championship. Besides being uh, both runners ourselves, uh, George and I are both Obstacle Course racers. And um, the Obstacle Course Racing World Championship, I started out, I think maybe like, Three heats in front of you, George? Does that sound about right? Because so. they went by age, and I'm starting to get up there. I'm 38 myself, so I'm not I'm not at your age, George, but, you know, I'm getting there. I'm going to be masters in another year or two. And uh, for those of you that don't know, probably about three miles into the race, I mashed my head something awful on a, an obstacle called the Platinum Rig. I was swinging to the last ring and smashed my head on a support. Um I went back, I, I, I re-ran the obstacle, and then did a face plant. So I smashed my head in the front, too. From there, I, uh, I received a concussion. Um, a lot of the race was a blur after that. I, was, I know at that point I was pretty much out of the race, so I was helping other racers along the path. But what, what made this race special for me was uh, <clears throat> I remember the elation I felt when I saw George. George came up from behind me, three heat back guys, mind you. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little later. George is injured. George had a very bad uh, truck accident while he was out uh, working out. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But George comes up. He kind of looks at me. He's like, what's wrong with you? Um, I guess he could see the days in my, in my face. But what made it special for me was uh, probably like another half mile. We're going up and down these steep mountains. And George is there just encouraging me and pushing me to uh, basically to, to, to run and work. And like I said, George, I, I only remember parts of it. But I, I'm appreciative that you were there pushing me and driving me. And, guys, that's, that's what I'm saying. These are the kinds of people that we want to be around. So George knew that I wasn't going to quit. There's no quit. Um, you, you're going to have to drag my, my lifeless body off the course before I give up. And that's how George is, too. George is amazing that way. So, I, George, I just want to say, again, you know, I'm appreciative of you trying to drive me through the woods and, you know, just, just trying to keep me on track and keep me focused. So I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. You probably don't remember this. One of the race volunteers came up and said, I'm supposed to pull you off the course. And I looked at him and I said, he's fine. I got him. I don't remember that. (laughs) That's awesome, George. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did that because, you know, the, the accomplishment of, of, of finishing a 10-mile race, especially that race. And, you know, guys, guys, if you're out there listening, you've you got to understand that this particular race, you have to qualify for. So it's not something you can just pay, a, pay an entry fee and show up. You have to qualify. And you have to be tops in your age groups and tops in the elites to get into these particular events. So 
for George to say that to a volunteer and then, you know, and he did, he had my back. So I am, I am eternally grateful for that. So I didn't even realize George that I was that close from being pulled off the course. <laughs> you were out of it. <laughs> oh, good times. Hey, good times. Right. Man? Yep. Um, so, so we have, we have similar, we have similar paths and yours, your, yours, yours is, uh, definitely worse I know than mine um you know my, my story was I was fat I went to thin going from fat to thin to endurance basically you know messed up my heart I had all kinds of heart surgeries um I got hurt at work back in 2003 and I lost the mobility in my wrist which kind of makes us similar George so last year <clears throat> I don't want to stir up too many too many bad memories but I know this is one of your driving forces right now last year you were hit by a truck while you were out working out, do you want to talk about that? Um, it, I think it was, was a week, week and a half after the 2014 OCR World Championships. Um, and I was running after work. Um, I, I, I left my truck at work. So I was probably four miles in my run. And a driver wasn't paying attention, and he was going to hit the cars at the light, so he swerved into a restaurant parking lot, and I was running in the bike lane. No. And he hit me dead center of his 7,200-pound Toyota Tundra. Oh. And you, you got thrown, right? You got thrown from the from a good distance from the truck because of that impact um I, I was thrown 30 feet over the hedges into a uh the business next door the car wash no and guys it, it, this is this is what makes this this is what makes this right here amazing george is here talking to us that's that's the most important thing at this point um you know we all know the risks when we run um, that's why we always try and try and take caution and people don't pay attention. So if you're out there driving, make sure you're looking for runners, make sure you're looking for motorcycles, bicyclists, whatever. But the amazing thing here is George is still here talking to us. And, and for that, I'm eternally thankful. I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, even if George couldn't run another step or I couldn't run our step, we're still here. He's still alive. So George, you were laid up and you actually decided to take a selfie in the hospital, whole neck, neck brace, everything. Well, it, it, it obviously being in the hospital didn't break your spirit. And, and you know, that's amazing. So I don't like to get into, you know, too much things, but, but you actually had, uh, had some pretty, pretty severe injuries as a result of that. Correct. Yes. And these injuries, um, these injuries, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll do a rundown real fast. My hip, yeah. my hip was cracked. Ribs on that right hand side were gone. My L5 was fractured all the way across. And my upper humerus um, was severely broken. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so you had, you had all kinds of screws, plates, reconstructive surgeries to, to correct all these things. Yeah. Amazing. And then, right. Then I'm following you and, and I'm saying, geez, you know, I, I hope George's okay. And 
a lot of people don't know this about me, but I sit behind the scenes and, and I watch the posts and, and, and things that my friends do. And I, I feel, I, I, I probably feel, and I can put myself in your shoes, how you would be feeling laying there, knowing that basically everything you do, you run, you work out, you train, has just been changed. Uh, your whole life has just been just just been drastically changed by getting struck by a truck, and in one friggin' split second, everything's different. So, what I'm impressed with you, George, is 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 am I not surprised people that a couple months later, here's George posting workouts on the treadmill, and the guy is just blistering a, a speed that I work at. Like I go at the speed that George is just basically. Like, Hey guys, yeah, I got my arm in a cast, you know, I just had all this stuff and, you know, I'm running like 12 miles an hour for an hour on the treadmill. And George, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, 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 I was very depressed like the first six weeks. Yeah. And I met the second surgeon and he said, you just need to hang up everything. And I wasn't going to do that. And, so and I, I think I, that's... I, yeah, I, I built something to actually hold my arm on the treadmill. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So you're running, you're running all these speeds and, and training for all these things with only one arm, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's amazing. And then to top it off, I believe I saw a post that uh, that your training regimen now, I guess, to get back into your running form has been uh, weight vest. Do you want to talk about your training regimen to, to get back to where you are? Like I said, I, I know you're confident in your ability. So, uh, you know, I'll talk about mine if you want me to talk about mine and we can talk about, you know, basic differences between ours or what our styles is. But do you want to talk about your training regimen to basically build yourself back up for competition from that car accident? Um, yeah, I, I figured um, my arm was going to do whatever it was going to do. Um, really couldn't control that. Um, so I, I gained, I think around 20 pounds in the six weeks from the hospital and just kind of moping around the house. Yeah. So I started with, uh, a 20 pound weight vest and then moved up to, to a, a 40. And then sometimes I wore both. Um, wow. I figured it, I figured if I, I could work on my drive and since it was the indoor track season, I wouldn't run anything over 3,000 meters, which is 1.87 miles. So my goal was to run a half mile, a mile, and then the 3,000. So I wasn't putting in a lot of big miles, just a lot of short minute, two minute hard as I can run, take a break, wow. hard as I can run, take a break. Uh, a lot a lot of 30 seconds, max speed, step off, max speed, step on, and then do a, like a one mile easy jog around the neighborhood and then do it 20 more times. <laughs> yeah, see, you're... Your workout, your your workout ethic is amazing. I mean, you're doing and you're doing all this at times with 60 pounds of weight on you. That's that's incredible, George. That's that's absolutely amazing. And uh, you, I call I kind of follow the same work ethic. I just I'm kind of self-taught when it came to running. I've never actually picked up like a running coach or anything like that. I just kind of go out and run. 
And I, I watch other people's posts and I'm the same way, George. I'll do uh I can tell you that that my injuries and this is what, what started me running back in two thousand nine was my injuries from work um were the same thing. I was out for actually eleven months myself and uh I'm with you. Depression set in heavily. Um I was actually under depression for about a year. Um and for for everybody listening or anybody that's gonna be listening, um Depression, depression can really play, pay its toll on your body. It, it can cause you to gain weight. It can cause you to be lethargic. And uh, so what George is telling you basically is, is, is probably some of his weight gain, besides being uh, dormant from not running and everything, is probably also due to, due to depression. And what's, what's incredible is, is that George didn't let getting hit by a truck and, and the depression just finally tell him that he's just going to shut down completely. So listening to his training regimen, people, I mean, this is something you can learn from that uh, the body is miraculous. The body is uh, an amazing system, not only muscular, but mentality wise. And George has the mentality basically that put him back to where he is. Um, so, George, you know, I, I'm very happy to see you are where you are. And that's like I said, that's something that. Uh, we can all relate. A lot of us can relate to a lot of uh, obstacle course racers and a lot of runners can relate to. Um, do you have a, do you have a running coach or, or basically yes. do you, did you just, did, oh, you do have a running coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they give you, yeah, I don't know. I, to be with you, I don't even know how running coaches work. So uh, I don't oh, want to. Yeah. I'm in, in the, uh, the, the, uh, I'm a dweeb. Uh, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Welch endurance project. <laughs> yeah. I know Dennis Welch is a good friend as well. So we all have we, we pretty much share mutual friends. But uh, so Dennis, I understand, helps a lot a lot of the athletes out, and uh, obviously he's doing he's doing wonders for you. So if someone was interested in going to a uh, to a running coach or contacting a running coach, is that something they need to see somebody in person? Can they do it online? How, how does that work, George? Well, me me I I, I met Dennis. While we were competing in the Connecticut Spartan, and right. I followed him a little bit, and, and he, I had never had a coach since college, and coming back from the injuries, I reached out and said, "I want to represent Team USA in France in August, and I <laughs> need your it. help." <laughs> And, uh, and Dennis is such, such a sweetheart of a guy. I'm sure he was just like, no problem. Oh, he, oh, he he was like, so what do you want to do? He goes, yeah. well, I said, I'm going to run the steeplechase, but I also want to run the marathon the next day. And so sure. he said, I'll design your marathon schedule, and then the steeplechase will be like a, a benefit of it. That's awesome. So let me ask you, George, I mean, obviously marathon schedule takes, takes months, months to basically uh, work up to, but um, at your advanced level, how, how long does it take you to get back into, I guess, marathon running shape? Hmm. <laughs> I think it took about six months. Wow. Because I, okay. I, I had, everything like 5k 10k i took 
second and a 15K. And so I entered a half marathon in April to see kind of see like where I was going to be at. Right. And I was in second place until the guy, first place runner took the wrong direction. So I ended uh, up winning. Wow. And then I felt bad. So I gave the yeah. kid the prize money. Oh, that's nice. That's absolutely nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm i kind of with you there. That, that, that kind of sucks when someone takes a wrong turn and you're yelling at them, hey, 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 you know. Yeah, that, that, that sucks. Um, that is that is incredibly nice of you, George. Um, so you got back in, and we're gonna we're gonna break into that. Lyon, France. You actually qualified and were offered the trip to Lyon, France. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. The, um, I put really big goals out there. Um, I, I believe if you don't put something. So far out there that the the smaller milestones will be easier to reach, and and right. you won't take them for granted. Right. Um, I agree with you. So so one of one of the first things I did was I entered the Masters USA Track and Field Indoor Championships, and I threw out there that I was going to run the 3,000, the mile, the 800, the triple jump, long jump, and high jump. And I was going to take the top 10 in the nation in all six events. Wow. And everybody thought I was over the top crazy. Right. Right. I don't think you are. I've seen I've seen your run. I've seen your results. And, and, and how and, did that go for you? I came in the top ten in all six of them. That's awesome. That's amazing. And then I, 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 I'm very honest. And I had my uh, 16-year-old with me, and I didn't know that I took third in podium on the triple jump until oh, wow. after 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 the event. And they called me up onto the podium, and there were former Olympians that had scratched all six jumps. Wow. And yeah. I teared up and started <laughs> crying in front of my 16-year-old. And because I just, just, it was just overwhelming. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. And, uh, you know, I, I, obviously those are, Tears of just, you know, your work paying off, your happiness, the, the pride that you feel for, you know, not only representing yourself, but representing your family, representing the country. That's amazing, George. I, I mean, that's that's something that uh, that a lot of people don't always get to feel. I mean, everybody feels a sense of pride when they cross a finish line and to just just not even expect it. And they call your name up for the podium. That's amazing, George. And, and that's 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 I think that's fantastic. That's that's awesome. So I had to pick my next goal, which was to be to post the fastest 3,000 meter steeplechase time outdoor track in order to make the USA team. That's awesome, and, George. What and, is this? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. 
Uh, I was just going to ask you, just just for those listening, uh, can you tell me what the steeplechase actually is? What kind of event that is? This, the 3000 steeplechase is the original obstacle course race. It's 1.87 miles. You have 44 steeples. They're kind of like hurdles. But trust me, if you hit them with your knees, they oh. don't move. Oh. And then you... So you have four steeples plus the water jump at the end of the track. Jeez. And so it's the it's the original original obstacle course race. What are what are the heights of the of the steeples that you have to physically jump over and get over and still maintain speed for for this distance? Forty eight inches. Wow. Wow. The water, I mean, that's not, yeah, the water jump is of forty eight inches, and then it's a a thirteen foot jump over the water so you try to land one foot in the water one foot out wow so not only are you pushing your legs to to run over a mile and a half 1.8 you said correct george yeah so you not only are you are you working to just flat out run 1.8 miles at top speed now you've got to work even harder to go up and over these obstacles out and over and still maintain speed form strength that's amazing, George. So you set your goals to, to run the fastest 3,000 time for Masters, and how did that work for you? Well, due to the my injury, I figured I had I was going to try it in one chance, and so I, I went to New York City at the famous Icon Stadium for the New York State USA Track and Field State Championships. And I ran the fastest time in the nation. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that was in your first try. Yep. Wow. That's amazing, George. That's all. I, I, I really, I really like the, the confidence because you said, you know, what? I'm going to do this the first try. I'm not going to run it again and again and again. It's going to be done. So, it's going to hurt. <laughs> well, of course it is. Jeez. I mean, you got hit by a truck and then you're here running the fastest time. You know, that's, that's absolutely amazing. So you got offered, so because of all this, this performance and all these awards and the podium and the fastest time, you got offered the trip to Lyon, France to represent the United States, correct? Yes, there was 476 U.S. athletes to go to the Masters World Championships. That's awesome. And uh, the events you ran were, were the marathon and the steeplechase once you got to Lyon, France, correct? Yes. And what, kind, what what did it feel like? What did it feel like to walk in a stadium or the, the venue or where, wherever you were competing in Lyon, France, knowing that this was a different country and that you were there representing the United States? What, what kind of feeling was that for you to get there and, and basically get to the competition? Well, I, I always believed it's that if you're going to spend money, you don't go and buy like a 911 Porsche. You right. spend your money on ex life experiences. You can't take That's material things with you. Um, right. So my goal was I, I ordered a custom American flag suit <laughs> and, and wore that from the Albany airport to Atlanta, got on Air France, went 
the pears. <laughs> and and here's a funny story about Atlanta. There's Air France, and then there's Air Tokyo right next door. So all of these Japanese people were getting out, and I'm in this as Uncle Sam American flag suit, and they thought I was there greeting them to America. I had a thousand pictures took of me. (laughs) So, So, George, so the photo that I sent up last week basically promoting the show, um, so that makes sense now to everybody listening, correct? Yep. Yeah, I, I love that photo. I, I I was like, I don't know if George is going to be mad at me or he's going to laugh or, or what he's going to do, but I got to put the picture of George in the American flag suit to promote the show. So if you guys if you guys didn't see the uh, see the post, I mean, I'm, I hope you saw the post saying that we're doing the show. But if you didn't, go back, check out my Instagram page, check out George's Facebook page, and you'll see this photo of George wearing the American flag suit. I think it looks good. I I I think it's awesome. My yeah, my wife didn't want to come into the airport with me. <laughs> she was like, "Can I just drop you off?" <laughs> oh um, man! But but being over there, um, one of my best friends in the whole world lives in Lyon, and so oh. him and his wife picked me up at the airport. I. I Stayed at their flat in historically owned, but it was incredible because there was 8,500 athletes, and everybody wow. had their name badge on, and they would walk around the streets of Lyon, and everybody would just wave to everybody else. It was it was a great experience. Yeah, that's that's an awesome sign of camaraderie, and again, that's that, those are all people that basically qualified and, and, and worked their hardest to be there. So I think that's awesome that, that even your fellow competitors, you know, they say hi, they, they, they wave. I think that's amazing. So let's, let's go to, let's go to race day. What was the feeling and the emotion when you, when you showed up for race day? Do you get nervous? Um, Do you get nervous? Hmm. A little bit, not a lot. Okay. I'm gonna um, tell you a secret that most people don't know about me, George, and then and then you can tell me you can tell me the truth. <laughs> I get so nervous on race days um, that the, I'll actually uh, sometimes dry heave. I'll uh, I'll I'll get I'll get like some shakes. Um, I'll stand up on a starting line, and my 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 nervous defense is is talking a lot, which is probably how I got this talk show. But uh, you know. I, I am a guy that, that downright just gets nervous. Even though I know that it's going to be okay, it's just a race, but I get nervous. So so you get nervous as well, George, but not, not probably as bad as I am because, I mean, you're an old pro at this. Yeah, I don't get real nervous. I get nervous during the race. When okay. When am I going to make my move? Do I wait for lap four, lap five? Is this guy going to maintain this speed, or do I need to go with him, back off? I get more nervous about the race strategy. <laughs> now, I, yeah, do, I do I do tie my shoes a lot before the race. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, I, uh, let me just check one more time. <laughs> yeah, 
now if you uh if you know me george and you've probably seen me do it my wife my wife thinks it's funny she takes photos of me doing that you'll see that uh you'll see a lot of like spartan race promo pictures everybody's standing up looking all like fo- uh, focused and there i am down tying my shoes so i'm the same way with you yeah are they tight does the left one feel like the right one and i think that's a that's a nervous defense as well so i'm glad i'm not alone with that george so don't don't think that you're alone in that either because that's that's one of my defense mechanisms as well for for nervousness. But uh, so you show up, you're a little bit nervous. Uh, is is it is it more excitement or that you're in Lyon, France, about to about to throw down, or is it or is it more nerves? Um, I, I I would say that it was probably the first that you're in another country. There's broken English. You have translators. You're trying to make sure that, okay, here's the athlete check-in time. I have to be here, here. I have to sign here. And it was really good because, you know, my best friend is French. So he can easily make sure that, okay, George, here's the athlete check-in, bag check-in, your drug testing. And it was, that helped out a lot. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Um, so how how did the uh, how did the steeple chase event go in Leon? It didn't go as well as I planned. Um, I, I was hoping to run around twenty or thirty seconds faster, and right. I got I got into a weird groove, and then they they went out really really fast, and then I started catching them with like two laps to go. They started, they weren't, they, they weren't increasing their speed. They were maxed out. Okay. And so I kind of held back too much at the front. Um, but I took 13th. So I figure wow. with, with all the men, 45 to 49 in the entire world, I'm happy with 13th in the world. Oh, I would be. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing, George. So you you run this race. You come in 13th in the world, which which is, like I said, absolutely outstanding, absolutely amazing. And you said you said before that you were going to run the marathon the next day. Did you <laughs> run the marathon, or, or how did the marathon work out for you? Well, two, mo- I mean, two I- months. Yeah, two months before. Um, because of the accident, my left leg is almost an inch and a quarter longer. Wow! Because uh, of because uh, of the back injury. Right. So wow. I've I battle a pulled hamstring three times this year, as the re- because the legs are they're crooked now. Wow. So. I was surprised that my hamstring lasted in the steeplechase mm-hmm. right. without popping. And then in the marathon, I was like, it was the next day. It was 16 hours later. Um, wow. And I iced it, heated it, rubbed it down all night. Like, and they changed the uh, marathon course um, from what it had been for a year. And then, because of concerns, security concerns, safety, and so they made it a four lap, six point 
six-mile course through a city park instead of running through, like, the roads, downtown, Lyon. Right. And I, I went through the first half in an hour and 21. So I was on a 244, 245 pace, which is I was, that's what I had trained for. Right. That's a good and pace. And I stubbed my toe on a root under the asphalt, oh. and my hamstring popped oh. at mile 18. <laughs> so it was done. Yeah. Wow. I And, you know, that and and that's amazing because, like you said, I mean you've got you've got a leg that's longer than the other. You've got all these issues. You've got all these injuries, and you're still throwing down a, a, your your target time at the half marathon, which which is absolutely amazing. I mean, it, it sucks that you have to get an injury like that in the middle of knowing what knowing when you're on your time. But you got to feel at least accomplished that you get to a half marathon at your target time, knowing that you could, you could probably finish the 26.2. So, I mean, that's got to be a big accomplishment from car accident to six months trying to get back into, into your racing form and then still throwing down your goal time of, you know, an hour 21 at your split for a half marathon. So, I mean, I look at that. I mean, it sucks that you have the injury and I know you come back from it because I saw you then at, you know, the OCR world championships, but I think that's amazing that uh, that you've come back from all of that and were able to get back to where you need. And you're still battling with probably new running form and all kinds of things of that nature. And you're still, you know, positive and you have all that. So, you know, I just want to congratulate you on your performance in Lyon, France. I, you know, I'm happy to, to hear how everything went despite the, the hamstring. I'm still very proud and happy to happy to hear everything, George. Oh, um, it, it's, it's, it's very amazing. My, uh, my friends, Eric and Catherine, that live in Lyon, they were amazed at like the athletes or five-year age increments. And so we saw, you know, world records falling in the 80 to 84. We saw world records falling in the 95 to 100 age group. Wow. Um, and two uh, two of my friends that are masters runners in the 800 mile, um, Islam, he has six world records this year for men 55 to 59. Wow! And so they it was amazing. Yeah, so they were amazed to see you know an 85 year old guy pole vaulting 10 wow. feet. Pole vaulting! Holy cow! And, that, and like I said earlier, I think age is just a number. It's not. It's it's just subjective. It's how you feel and, and and you know how you treat your body. I think that 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 makes it. Eighty five, I guess, to the eighty five year old man is is nothing. I mean, he's pole vaulting. Good lord. Yeah, it's I, I, it's 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 fun to watch. And my, oh yeah, uh, there was a oh, oh her name is Oboria. She's from Hawaii, and she's eighty two. And she can still run a 15-second 100 meters. Wow. At and she broke, yeah, she broke 12 world records. It was amazing. Wow. That, and that's, that's the thing we sometimes miss out on in competition is just being able to sit back and spectate and, and watch 
people accomplish amazing things that you're like, oh, I didn't even know it was possible, but just to sit back and watch, watch people do amazing things. And I, and I think that's what makes me a, a fan of, of yours, George, and, and all the friends that we're friends with on, you know, Facebook and Instagram is, is to be able to spectate and, and watch, watch everybody do the things they do. So, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to know you. I'm happy to uh, see how well you do. And uh, you even have your son getting into this, trying to get him to the Junior Olympics, correct? Yeah, my little guy. Yeah. Yeah. He did and that's, well. He uh, took – he's only six, so he has to race in the eight under. Um, so he took eighth place in the New York State Championship to make it to the East Coast Regionals. Um, and he took like 48th, I think. But it, it's it's a big difference between a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, and that's, but, you know. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Oh, but it, he he's just so fun to watch. I mean, he, he not many six-year-olds have been disqualified in a track race. So <laughs> last year we had to explain that to him, that when, when he was DQ'd, what DQ meant. <laughs> Do I dare ask how he got disqualified, George? He was winning a race up in Maine on the indoor track, and he changed lanes longer than, like, five feet. Oh. Wow, that's – I mean, yeah, that's – no, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, we were, in the, know, we were in the car, like, ten miles away from – and he was and he was all quiet, and he goes – Dad, what does DQ mean? And so I explained it to him, and I was like, babe, it's okay. Your dad has been DQ'd at least 20 times. He <laughs> said, oh, okay. On to the next thing, right? Yep. And, and that's, uh, that's something I love to see is that uh, – that he he wants he obviously he wants to be just like his dad and that's that's awesome and I think uh, just like you said the way he's already done now at six years old I think he's gonna be a a, a force when he's uh, in his teens are you gonna are you gonna encourage him to be into cross country indoor track distance running does he know where he wants to be at six years old I'm gonna follow the same path that my 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 father took um, I was a high school quarterback because running wasn't cool and <laughs> I knew I could run, but my father never said, Hey, I want you to be a runner. Right. And so after uh, eighth grade track season, we went to a race in uh, Plattsburgh, New York. And my brother who was very competitive with me was always running with my dad. And so we entered this little 5K, and I had never ran anything over two miles in track. But when the gun went off, I got in with the college runners, oh. and I just – I knew I hated losing. <laughs> and so I ran – in the eighth grade, I ran 16.42 that day. Wow. And a 5K. And uh huh. And my my dad came up and goes, "So when did you drop out, kid?" And my mom goes, 
He didn't. He took ninth place overall. Wow. And so I I said, you know what? Maybe I'm not that good of a quarterback. <laughs> Maybe I should run. 1642, George. That's the number you just said, 1642. In eighth grade. Wow. That's like a dream time for me. I think sub-18 minutes is a dream time for me right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have my school record in high school at 1504. Oh, for a 5K? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, two, so, yeah, two, a, month, a month after the cross-country season ended, I went to a big race in Los Angeles and ran 1439. Oh, guys, if you're listening, that's sub five minutes every mile. Sub five minutes. That's amazing. I mean, that's, that's... My, P, uh, my PR was at Carlsbad 5K, which is the fastest 5K in the world for a road course. Yeah. And I ran 1352. Geez, George. You're like, you're like superhuman. And was twenty fifth place. What twenty fifth? Yeah. At thirteen. Oh man! The, you know, George, the Ethiopians were at thirteen flat. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, you know, speaking of that, I went to uh, I went to the Rothman Institute eight K. It's out in Philadelphia the day before the Philadelphia Marathon a couple of years ago, and I got to uh, watch. Watched the uh, the Kenyans, the Ethiopians, and I consequently saw Shalane Flanagan running the five mile, and uh, mm-hmm. I was embarrassed. I ran at that time. I was still about two hundred pounds. I was up at two forty at one time, and I was about two hundred pounds. And I was happy. I ran a uh, like a thirty five minute five miler at the time. At the time, now my five miler is gonna is sub thirty minutes. But I remember watching these guys run, and. Uh, they did the same thing. They had a they had a visitors tent like you talked about earlier in the New York City Marathon. They got to stay warm. They got to come out and run. And uh, I couldn't believe the times. And they ran. I think it was twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. It was like twenty two or twenty three minutes for five miles. And I remember watching them thinking, "Wow, that's." I thought it was one guy. I was like, "Oh, look, here comes the leader." And when I got closer, it was actually four of them, right in this little tight group. And uh, I'm picturing you. I'm picturing you like now because you're saying, oh, I ran like a 13, whatever. I'm picturing you in this front group. So I, I, it's amazing to watch watch people complete these races at such tremendous speed. And, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think talking to you today makes me want to contact Dennis Welch and uh, start getting into, you know, into speed, into speed stuff. But, uh, you know, that's amazing, George. And you at, at Masters Division are still running sub-19 minutes 5Ks, correct? Uh, I've, I ran 16.51 this year. Yeah. I mean, that's – geez, George. I mean, I'm uh, – you're what, 40, 47, I'm 38. You're nine years older than me, and you're pulling two minutes, two minutes a mile faster. You're, you're pulling two minutes overall faster than me. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing, and like I said, no, number age is just a thing, and that's that's where I think you giggle a little bit when you get on a starting line with those young guys saying, "Look at him! Oh, look at him! We're going to beat him! We're going to pass him!" And you just you just destroy everybody, and and, and it, it still amazes me that you have you have uh, minimal grip strength. Your arm still bothers you da- daily. I know it does. I mean, I've seen your posts, and uh, you still go out there and throw down those amazing numbers, and uh, you know that makes me proud, George. So I, 
I just want to encourage you to, you know, keep it up. And I can't wait to see what 2016 holds. Yeah, we have a, we have big plans. Are you going to do oh, a yeah. ultra marathon with me, George? Um, at my age, I want to. Um, at, when I was younger and a professional runner, before I was 30, I tried to do a 50 miler, but I couldn't make my body run that slow. <laughs> it it actually hurt. Oh, really? Yep. And so wow. that's why I kind of like trail running because I have to be careful routes, turns, rivers. So I have a I have a I have a 50 miler planned. Nice. But hey, it's all want, it's, it's, it's trail. <laughs> if you want company for that 50 miler, George, I'd be welcome to to go along. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I'm uh yeah, I'm this, running a 40 miler. I just signed up for a 40 miler in March, so. Well, I'll be at that, but uh, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why you're running 16 and I'm running 18 5 k's. Is that I'm I'm used to ultra running. <laughs> you think that's it, George? Or you think I just need could to be. Need some uh, coaching? <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna have a good year. I'm going to Albuquerque uh, in March for the indoor national championships, and awesome. I'll be going to Perth, Australia in October for the outdoor masters track championships. Oh, that's no, that's going to be awesome. Uh, are you going to you're going to sightsee, I assume? Yeah, Perth is okay. It's it's not yeah. it, it's it's on the 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 ugly side of Australia, but I'll find some stuff to do. That's awesome. And my my goal would be it'll be almost a 30 year 30 year reunion. Um the 2017 Masters Outdoor Track Championships are in Seoul, Korea, which it would be 30 years to the day from the Junior Olympic team to the Masters Olympic team. That's amazing, George. Well, I have about a minute and a half left here, George, on the show. So I want to I say that I definitely look forward to everything that's going to come for you in 2016 i'm definitely going to be following what you're doing um like i said if you want to hook up for the 50 miler please get a hold of me we can we can run it out um i really want to thank you for sharing your story and basically talking about what you do and how you train and uh i I hope that that your story has basically uh encouraged other people to go out and try and, and realize that physical limitations are only the ones you set mentally um, you can basically work through everything. So I, I'm really appreciative that you came on, George, and uh, I'll definitely be talking to you here in the upcoming days. So uh, uh, thank you again, George. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I, I'll, I'll get a hold of you soon here after the show, okay? I hope you have a Correct. great day. You too, bud. All right. All right bye. You. Take care, okay? Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So that was George Berg. He's an amazing friend, amazing runner, amazing athlete. Uh Look for him to do amazing things in 2016. You heard it. You heard it yourself. He's running 16 minute 5Ks and, and just killing times in half marathons. So uh, he's a uh, force to reckon with. So for Beyond Ultra, I am David the Hound Liggett. Enjoy your day. Have a great one, guys.